Uh, well, let's get into it, guys. Let's fucking Season three, episode two of Trek to the Holodeck. <laughs> Wait, episode two? Yeah, we've already had episode one. We, we had a great do? guest, oh, Evan Brandon right. ECO. Oh, you're was, right. That was right. That was, quote unquote, last week. Hey, for those shush, listening. Shush, guys. Shut the fuck people, up, John. Come on. People got to people uh, like people love the fact that we do a week to week thing. So if we're yeah. showing them that we like mix things up, you, can't. you know how when people don't really understand how film and television work and they do things like, why do they make this TV show like this? When just like two weeks ago in the news, there was a story like this. Like, yeah. Right? How long do you think it takes to make this? <laughs> that's big. That's child brain. This like is, when I was a like, kid, I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> like this this was planned a year ago. Right? They, like somebody wrote this episode a year ago. Then it, they they honestly, shot it six months ago. And honestly, I'm more impressed that they that they were able to release an episode that kind of mirrored the news. Yeah, like in advance. <laughs> yeah, my brain is constantly shattered. I haven't met somebody who said that in a very long time. But when they do, my jaw is on the floor. I'm like, yeah. what do you what? How, how do you think this works? Like, <laughs> if you spend one day on a movie set, it's like, how does anything ever get, get made ever? <laughs> right? How we just did? We spent sixteen hours. I was on. on I, I was a PA on a set for uh, a, a CBS show last year. Uh-huh. Last time I've, I'm ever going to PA because yeah. it was sixteen hours, and I think they shot maybe forty five seconds of a TV show. <laughs> it was nuts, and it doesn't like, have to be possible? that way. It literally doesn't have to be that way. What it is, is that people, it's the bureaucracy and the incompetence of a lot of people. It's, well, the thing is, is it kind of does, that's the shitty, it it kind of does have to be that way. Uh -uh. In a in in the large business world of like, we have to meet all of these regulations for people, it does kind of have to be that way. You could have a 10 hour shoot day. You could do it. You could do it. You could do it. You don't have to. And it, it's not going to cost you like they got they yeah they they were shooting this helicopter scene <laughs> part of it is because like they were like we got to do this helicopter scene but it's in the middle of the night because this show is like a military show uh-huh. and they have to do like a black hawk down situation were you on but were you on the the reboot of 24 <laughs> oh, no i wasn't Aww. that would have been awesome or 911 love that you do a 911 um, speaking of there's a 24 connection in this episode uh what? but yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, but anyways, like in the middle of the night, but they they shot the same like flyover of the helicopters, and I get it for like performance for like an actor. Like, mm-hmm. hey, actually, I think we want a little bit more of this and this. It's like this is just helicopters. They're just flying. <laughs> They're just flying around. They're just, and they had to land a helicopter every time. And then like the pilots get their own like pay pay scaling. Like yeah, if we're gonna lift off, like I remember hearing over the, the yeah the pilot just saying that they get like 15 minutes after every. It's like Jesus <laughs> oh Christ, my God. How how does anything ever get done? It doesn't. It's incredible. It what and then what episode and then did we do TV. this week? <laughs> we did for the cause. It's Deep Space Nine season four, episode twenty one or twenty two, depending on whatever source you look at. Mm. Uh, it came out on the sixth of May, nineteen ninety six. Uh, this is a Star Trek podcast. I'm pretty sure, right? We're doing a Star Trek mm-hmm. podcast. And for, you know, and we're we're on season three, you know. And anyone who's <laughs> listening for the first time, or anyone who's been listening for a long time and doesn't recognize the voices, I'm Darius. Yeah. I'm Jan. My name's Dylan. And this is Trek to the Holodeck.
right. <laughs> I would call this a hot open. We came in hot. We came yeah. in toasty. Yeah. We wrote it yeah. about chat. something that had nothing to do with the episode itself. <laughs> uh, yeah. This yeah, is yeah, what yeah. podcasts uh, become, though, right? Like, once eventually. you have a bit, you do it for like a year, and then you just start. Right. wandering correct yeah. you just start talking about it's like, kind of yeah, how, my dog's sick and like, it's I kind of like, how every <laughs> every tv show if it goes on longer than like three seasons becomes like its own soap opera or like uh yeah and it's in, in, a, in a sense every podcast if it goes on longer than three seasons just becomes like three or four people in a room chatting about their, their day they're th- really yeah. talking about nothing <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like, like everybody ends up liking a show after two seasons because it's like it's a Stockholm syndrome. We're like, yeah, I just like you I just, just like watch it. it a lot, so I like it now. <laughs> yeah, like my yeah. brain just has decided that they like. There's no other way. There's no other reason why we watch it other than that I like it, right? That's so what I just like podcasts. it. Podcasts. Once you yeah, like exactly. it, you're like, I'll listen to anything that these assholes are saying. And then all of a sudden that asshole starts being like, I think I'm going to have some like some Nazis on the podcast. Or, I think we should just listen to this anti-vaxxer. And then you're like, oh, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Damn it what do they do with it. my life? Fear Factor <laughs> guy? I've been listening to Fear Factor guy this whole time? This whole time? Fear Factor, the Fear guy? Factor guy? That was the Fear Factor guy. I, was, okay. I loved Fear Factor guy. Now he's this guy? <laughs> I gotta say, this is a one more tangent before we actually move on. Somebody that I know, like a person that I know, very recently discovered that Joe Rogan was the Fear Factor guy. And I was right. like um, physically angry for some reason. I was like, "Where? What do you? What do you mean you just realized Honestly, he was a Fear Factor guy? To be fair, I didn't. The only the only like reference that I have that Joe Rogan is the Fear Factor guy is that people tell me he's the Fear Factor guy. I remember Fear Factor. I do not remember Joe Rogan's <laughs> face on Fear Factor. He wasn't the fear and he wasn't the factor. factor. <laughs> <laughs> uh good lord. Okay. Um let's get Trek some to the holodeck. details. We Trek to the Holodeck is a podcast where we rate every holodeck episode in all of star trek that's all i have to say that's it we have a thing called yeah, drasks we're, you know at this point and that's it yeah we don't if, need yeah, yeah, yeah if yeah. you don't know get you the know fuck what? out you no don't get the fuck two. out just listen just, just listen. listen get the fuck out of here <laughs> dylan we can't just kick people out of the podcast yeah, yeah. you should not listen to the show don't listen to the show are you reverse psychologizing what is going people? on we're gonna get so many new listeners guys you're gonna be shocked <laughs> Uh, Okay, so, you know, just like grab your uh, industrial sized replicator remote. Replicate, like, replicate yourself uh, some, uh, like, a lunch because you're going to be on the shoot of Trek to the Holodeck for like at least 25 hours. At least. Because we have a helicopter scene. And like, oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, we really stepped up the production value this season. We yeah. really did. <laughs> so find a corner of the set that you can sit in where nobody yeah. will bother you. Take out your little uh, lunch you got from the crafty table. Put in uh, your uh, your your headphones that are still wired because you lost your wireless headphones, and you're like, "Fuck, I gotta use wired headphones." I gotta now. use these guys. Yeah, and press you have play. To have the volume up, like just low enough so you can hear the. Your little walkie-talkie, just right. in case somebody mm-hmm. needs you to do something. Yeah, and then you hear it go uh, off so many part, times that you're like, "Is that me? No, that wasn't me. Is that me? Is no, that, that me? wasn't me. Uh, no, that wasn't you." <laughs> it's really just going to be an anxious time on 
Trek to the Holiday! Believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. I feel like we're really having fun with that. I feel like we've really settled in. Yeah, I feel like that whole intro (laughs) is just going to be the length of the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm okay with that. That intro, as we've said, I know we've talked about this in the past, but that intro is like you get into a TV show and you're like, oh, this TV show is doing good, good. And you're like, you forget that they didn't play the intro. And then like 15, 20 minutes in the intro plays, you're like, oh, wait, hold on. a long that was- road. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> 15 minutes in. What? Hey, Dylan, how, how far are you into Enterprise? Just curious. <sighs> Six episodes or something. Oh, okay. You got okay, you got cool, a while. Cool. I have to go. got a, a long ways to go. Did you rewatch Unexpected? Uh, no, not yet. No, no, okay. I'm not even close to that yet. Took a Unexpected's ride. like in one of the first ten episodes. Is it really? Okay, then I'm not even very far. He's I, coming up on it. Yeah, I've not had You're a lot of time on Unexpected's door. <laughs> Make sure to check out our Instagram because I will be posting every single time uh, I watch an episode <laughs> the theme song. Guys, um, uh, this, this episode was written by Ronald D. Moore. He wrote the teleplay. And the story was written by Mark Gayred O'Connell. Gayrod O'Connell. Jared? I want to believe it's just Gerard, Jared. But it's Gerard. G-E-H-R-E-D. Jared. 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 Mark Jared O'Connell. Jared O'Connell. Jared O'Connell. Yeah, okay. He also he wrote the teleplay for Meridian. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Aww. Can it be a Diet Coke? <laughs> oh, yeah, please. I love a Diet Coke right now. Just pass it through that TV screen. Whoop. Meridian's that episode where the planet disappears. <laughs> right. That real the one where we're like, one. The one where we're like, how does this even work? Do children just have like existential crises? <laughs> crises? <laughs> <laughs> I will say that objectively, so this is the inverse of Meridian, this episode, in my opinion, where the the episode is good and the holiday content is bleh. But Meridian, yeah. it was, this is a terrible episode, but the holiday <laughs> stuff is fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, okay. This is directed by James L. Conway. Good job, James. On uh, the music, coming at it at a, 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 a ripe... A ripe 52 pounds. Oh, God. Entering, <laughs> Jay. Entering the ring. He's got to eat a sandwich or something. Entering the ring from the left side of the arena. Jay Chenoweth. The one. The only. Jay Chenoweth. Jay Guys, I'm really excited. We haven't got to play this one in a while. And like we it's been a hot second since we've had a Jay Chataway. Yeah. Yeah. It has been. That's why I was like, we haven't gotten to do a Chataway in a while. (laughs) It's been a minute. I might as make might as well make them as small and frail as possible. I always forget how like 
soap opera EJ Chataway's scores are. It's beautiful. They really and are. And it's really great. It, it's very, <laughs> it's like comfort food for me when those little flutes and synths come in. <laughs> I think we just lost a subscriber. Jay Chataway's <laughs> listening. He's like, soap opera? What? Fuck you. You think my, sh- my music, my compositions are soap opera? <laughs> That's it. This was the only podcast that ever mentioned me. Somebody told them like, hey, there's a podcast where like they really talk about the The people who do the music and they're big fans of yours. And he just logged on right now. And he was like, the fuck is this bullshit? They're making fun of my music. Jay, if you're listening right now, go back. Go back and listen to like all the other episodes we did of yours. Um, yeah. Yeah. We love you. And even we love you now. We love you now. And I'm sorry I I said that you were 52 pounds. That's not true. Unless you are 52 pounds. In which, case, in which case. I, I don't know how okay. that's possible. <laughs> um, okay. We're, we're going to do the next week on. This week on. Hey guys, before we do the this week on, I, I just like... No, you know what? I'll bring this up when Jan talks about the 24 uh, uh, connection. Okay. okay. So this week on... Jan is yeah. our contestant. Yeah. Jan, how are you? Uh, uh, I'm great. I'm pumped. It's been a while, but I'm ready to get back in the game. All right. You're officially back in the game. Right. Darius, do you have a timer? No, I don't. I should, I'll go one. No, I, I can get one. I got one. You I got know. it? Yeah. Okay. Every single device on the planet now basically has a timer. <laughs> you can't it get is. away from it. <laughs> Everything's got a clock and a timer. Now. Right. Ready. You, you ready? Whenever yeah. you're ready, Jan. <clears throat> So Cisco and Cassidy Yates are in love, but it turns out that in in Deep Space Nine, there seems to be some sort of Maquis leak or something like that. Uh, and also, Garrick is hitting on Zial, uh, who's the other, who's Golducott's daughter. That's just a side plot. Uh, but overall, uh, <laughs> there's an investigation to figure out who this Maquis is, and Cisco's pretty sure it's Cassidy. But it turns out that it's a rope dope. Yes, she's involved, but really, Michael Eddington's a bad guy, and Garrick Man. and Zial might bang. <laughs> They might bang. You they might bang. You can't show him the timer. That's <laughs> you can't show him the timer. <laughs> New rules, baby. It's season three. I was honestly hoping he wouldn't see it. I just wanted like the Twitch audience to see the timer. <laughs> That's fair. I I, I saw Jan's eyes go like, oh fuck! I I got fifty. I gotta say the bang thing. <laughs> yeah. I should figure I out how it. to put a timer up on the Twitch screen. It's possible. Should we put an asterisk next to my performance? Yeah. Yeah, definitely an no, asterisk. No, because he didn't even he didn't even get it all in. Like Jan no. saw the timer and still failed. <laughs> what, did, what did I fail on? I called uh, out that Michael Eddington. Yeah, was but the, the bang part came in God, like at thirty-five I, seconds. Yeah. I hate Michael Eddington. He is <laughs> such a fucking kiss ass. He is, and just such a piece of shit. How long do you think he's been undercover, though? Because I think that he might have made his decision before he even got on D Space Nine, and he's like, I'm yeah. gonna fucking. Bide my guys. time. Nobody's gonna suspect me. I think mm-hmm. he went to Deep Space Nine. I think he like he was a Starfleet officer, then got recruited by the Maquis, and that was the reason he went to Deep Space Nine is because he yeah. was Maquis undercover. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and he's, he's like, I'm gonna keep my head down. I'm gonna. He secret Hitlered it. You know, he was he Hitler. Did. Yeah, he, he was, was just like he's Cisco's uh, and, Hitler. <laughs> what Cisco's Hitler? Cisco's Hitler. From his perspective, he, well, he has yeah. this like grudge against him now. Like for the rest of the the show, Your series, he's like yeah. he's Cisco's con. He's Cisco's yeah. con. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think, by the way, I think, are you guys, did you guys watch Mad Men? Yeah. Nah. Okay. There's this meme from Mad Men, Darius, you might recognize it, where um, uh, the character, and I forget his name now, um, but he's like, I feel bad for you. He's telling Don, I feel bad for you. And Don goes, I don't think about you at all. And I feel like that's what Eddington and Cisco's relationship is, where yeah. Eddington's like, I feel bad for you. And Cisco's like, I don't think about you at all. No, I literally but, don't but, care. but the thing about that meme is too, like Draper actually is super concerned about right. that guy. Right. <laughs> so, and so that's like Eddington's entire like personality becomes like, I hate Cisco now. Yeah. I'm anti-Cisco. And Cisco doesn't think about him very often, but when Cisco Cisco does think about him it's like oh, I hate that guy. It, it really like consumes oh, his whole day it just like yeah. ruins his it whole ruins day, whole day. <laughs> uh sir we've got a package here it's for i just need you to sign for it. it's for michael eddington he's like god damn it i was having such a great day i woke up he betrayed starfleet jake made oh. me jake made me eggs and racked a gino it was such a great day today i love i i like to think that like Whoever the practical Joker is on the on DS Nine, they would like. Whenever Cisco is at like a baseball game or whatever, and he's just hanging back, he's on he's on his break. Somebody like programs Michael Eddington to like streak on the field or something. No, it's even, he runs it's even the worse. And- it's even worse. The mega the Megatron comes up. It's like we'd like to wish a very happy birthday to a special guest yeah. here today, Michael Eddington. Eddington. They're like they're all like behind Cisco like. And the funny, the funniest part too is they like they like Photoshop in a picture of Michael Eddington at the stadium behind Cisco, and they right. put yeah, that like, they put that up on the screen. It's just, <laughs> it's just like whips around, oh, just <laughs> like fucking sucker punches whoever's behind him. Just <laughs> <laughs> there's another one. There's like uh, time for the kiss cam, yeah. and like it goes around, and this might it shows like it shows Cassidy Yates, and then the camera pans a little over Michael to it, like, and Michael Eddington's there, and he's just like staring into the camera while he like soullessly kisses Cassidy Yates, and just goes like, "Who the fuck did this? Who did this?" <laughs> Who, who's getting court-martialed? He like I'm calls t- all of his senior staff into his room and is like, "I'm not gonna say what happened, but <laughs> you know, you absolutely know it's Jake and Nog." Right, oh, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> getting his dad, and Na- Jake is like Naga. Don't think this is the best idea, and Naga's like, it's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> it's gonna be so funny. Uh, I mean, I think the, uh, yeah. Uh, there's this uh, moment uh, when O'Brien is talking about like, well, I don't know, the Maquis aren't too bad, and Worf is like, they're terrorists. Fuck those people, and then he asks Eddington like, hey, what do you think about him? And Eddington gives like the f- most assholey response. He gives like, the Nazi I just response. Work- he gives the Nazi response. I just work for Starfleet. I'm going to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And O'Brien's response, he doesn't respond, but he- the look on his face, he like rolls his eyes and is like, that's fucking piece of shit. What an asshole. So, he can't even I, give I, an opinion. Yeah. Totally. I think what Eddington's doing there in that moment, though, is like he says that, like, he's like, this This is good cover, but it's also him like insulting Starfleet Absolutely. officers. Yeah, Absolutely. Because he's just like insulting them. You know? I'm a, I'm Starfleet officer, you know. I don't think I don't think I for do myself. I'm stupid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a stupid little Starfleet officer. <laughs> and Worf's like, yes, yep, yep. That's, that's the guy. <laughs> he gets it. You, you, you this guy gets, gets it. it. <laughs> Good. Which is really more funny, officers like that because because 
Because when Worf says that, I'm like, absolutely, Worf 100% would become a terrorist. Yeah. Oh, without <laughs> he a He does. He go, when yeah. he goes to Risa with right. Jadzia, he's like, uh, yeah, I'm a terrorist today because yeah. uh, I'm having a bad trip. So I'm just going to make – I'm going to cause rainstorms, thunderstorms on this planet for two weeks because I'm having a bad time. <laughs> right. <laughs> A hundred percent warp if the situation calls for it will be a terrorist. Guys, honestly, I think I'd probably be a Maquis because this is one of those situations where like, where like Starfleet is probably overstepping their bounds. Starfleet one, it's like if the government pulled eminent domain, but then didn't pay you for it. Right. (laughs) Well, because there's no, it's like, Hey, look, this is post scarcity. Yeah. Doesn't matter, but it's like, yeah, but you sent like we came out here for you, and now you're just like getting yeah. rid of our home. Like, well, we made yeah. a treaty. I love that that <laughs> speech that Eddington gives the very impassioned yeah. speech about yeah. like you guys are worse than the Bork because you're like more insidious. Um, and Cisco's response is so good, he just like his eyes glaze over and he's like, I don't give a fuck. I literally don't oh. care. I just hate like you. the Borg, right. I just like hate the thing you. that killed my wife, right? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for bringing that up, this Michael is, Eddington. This is why Deep Space Nine is so good, though, because you have a character like Eddington, who I absolutely despise, but then he makes such a great guy. speech where yeah. you're like, "Yeah, Starfleet kind of does suck a little bit. Like they they have great ideals, but they're they're just really not doing a good job at it." Well, I mean, this episode is one of the most like over the top. Like, what does it mean to be a Starfleet officer exploration episodes? Mm-hmm. And it starts off with Cisco like waking up next to Cassidy and they have a little conversation. He's like, I'm a Starfleet captain. I do whatever the I want. paragon of value. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I wonder what this episode is gonna be about. Right. <laughs> Uh, I do like the idea too. Like Eddington gives that speech, and there's like a couple Maquis dudes like r- behind him. Like that was fucking good, dude. Like that was sick. Good. Yeah. Are you are you an actor? Tight. He's like, man, actually, I, yeah. He like turned off true. the the monitor <laughs> and turned around, and they were like, yo, that was fucking awesome. And he's like, yeah, I know. I I majored in uh, public speaking. <laughs> yeah, because uh, like later on when he shows up again. And we won't talk too much about it because we'll do that episode in the future. But like he's straight up, he's th- taking on the personality of Jean Valjean from yeah. Les Miserables. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. And he's like going nuts on it. It's like, <laughs> and those guys, those same guys are like, I think we kind of created a monster here. He's we really complimented his last speech. <laughs> it really got to him. <laughs> really got to him. I feel kind of like uh, Kenneth Marshall is the guy who played Michael Eddington. Yeah, and a part of me feels maybe a little bad for him because it seemed like they gave him like this. <clears throat> big bad guy role and then they were like we're not gonna you're not gonna be in the show until that like other episode yeah he, he's not in, he's in like one there's other like two episode, more episode. Right? there's two, two more episodes. episodes yeah there's like a trilogy of episodes okay. i didn't realize his juilliard classmates included kelsey Grammer, david ogden steers kevin klein and robin williams i know this motherfucker Oof, isn't that nuts went to juilliard with all these Pretty amazing actors, and now and he, <laughs> he got and he like, fucking brought the fire for this right, one speech right. on New Space Nine. <laughs> yeah. That's really if funny. You look that he, at went, his, yeah. he went to Go. school with Robin Williams because I always thought that uh, the guy who plays um, uh, fuck, why am I blanking on his name? He's in this episode. Um, 
The guy who what falls. What is the character? He's oh, he's a Cardassian. Garrick. Killer. Garrick. I always thought the guy who plays Garrick sounds like Robin Williams. Andrew Robinson. Yeah, I'm always like, you have a very Robin Williams voice, and you kind of got the face a little bit. It's not exact, but it's like close enough to where I was like, man, Robin Williams could play who, this character too. He's a lot think, of that energy. He's got that like manic energy. Who do you think energy. Robin yeah. Williams would be in a Star Trek show? Who do I? He would be a Q. Yeah, Robin oh, Williams would be a oh, fucking man. dope Q. He'd be a he, banger of a he'd Q. Be, he'd be like a great Q. <laughs> man. Yeah. Like Q, like the John Delancey Q. Like you think I'm bad? There's another Q. This fucking dude. <laughs> this fucking dude is but Q, nuts. But he'd be a Q that actually has like a conscience and yeah. like, like is questioning every move he constantly makes. I just yeah. can't stop thinking about him with the sombrero on and the and the oh, trumpet. Imagine yeah. if Ron Williams was doing that bit. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say about Kevin Marshall's Sonner. IMDb? Yeah. Oh, just if you look at it, the dude was like a real handsome devil. Yeah. Like in the early eight, he you could tell hair. that he was like on a on a career path of being like a leading man, and then his his hairline started <laughs> fight against it. I think you know he should have just movie? gone bald. He should have gone. He should have Patrick Stewarted it. Yeah, I gotta watch this. This looks nuts. Cruel. Yeah. Cruel. 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 I love cool. it. Has that very Conan the Barbarian aesthetic to it of like yes. this is shot on film in the 80s. A princess and a fellowship of companions set out to rescue his bride from a fortress of alien invaders who arrived on their home planet. Just he's so fucking handsome in this. He's got yeah. this long, luscious hair. Yeah. But now he's a Maquis. Now he's a Maquis. Do you guys want to go through a couple <gasps> yeah. of other guest stars here? And then that way we just yeah. get him out of the way. Yeah, yeah, I feel like this is where you're going to bring up 24 because absolutely first shout out is Penny Johnson, who we've had on the show many times before as Cassidy Yates, and she's she's the actor who plays Sherry Palmer on 24. Yeah, yeah. guys, and she's in the Orville. She is in the Orville too. Yeah, she plays the doctor, right? Yeah, yeah. The Orville is so great because they just pull old Trek people. Yeah, it's awesome. And direct back with behind the scenes. Yeah, they have a they have a new season coming out. It's been okay. a, they've been working out for forever, but Great. yeah. That that uh, did they have holodeck stuff in the Orville? I yeah. can't remember. Yeah, because there's that weird episode where the like uh, the like Worf analog character is like gets really into holo like holo right, porn. Right. We have and to he's do having all these weird we have orgies to do and stuff. stuff We're gonna yeah. do it. Yeah. It's guaranteed. It's a season three teaser right there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, but back to twenty four. Um. Guys, I want to. Uh, I'm going to pitch this now so that we can actually yeah. hold it, hold hold us or me. You guys can be involved with this to feed to the <laughs> okay. fire on this one. I want to create a spinoff podcast. Um, it's going to be a limited series, but it's going to be 24 episodes long of 24 <laughs> hours of 24. And basically, the idea is is you watch 24 at the exact times that 24 takes place for 24 oh, hours straight. So like the first season starts at one a.m. I believe I was gonna say. So, so you start you start the first episode at one a.m. exactly. Every episode's like forty five minutes. So you get like a fifteen minute break between every episode, yeah. but oh you go for twenty four hours straight. <laughs> so and you're well, just recording like a, it constantly, right? Yeah, you you, you put yeah. like a maybe a mic in like the center of the room or like or yeah. whatever, and you you can have people come in, come out. Like so, once COVID's over, 
and like we can actually like not it's worry never, about Delta variant ever over. again. Uh, maybe we like do Jan's living room or something, and we just like yeah, set yeah. up a few mics, invite people to <laughs> come over whenever, and then yeah. just do good, like, like twenty four hours, twenty four. Seems like a good charity, oh, we stream. charity stream. That would be too. That would be cool too. That I, first season, the first half of that first season is real banger of a season. Mm-hmm. I'd have to like set half, my sleep clock differently. Like I, I would have to prepare for that to like yeah, yeah. start at one a.m. I'd have to get on like a night shift. You got. I you just gotta. Remember. You gotta treat it like in high school. Do you guys ever do like lock ins or anything like that? So we're just doing a lock in. Doing right. a twenty four like lock in. Oh, we'll no. get a bunch I of Twizzlers and the comedian, <laughs> and I can't can't remember the the show, but there's a similar thing where he basically stays up for like three days straight, and it culminates in like a party going on at his house. But he's in oh my like the room watching this TV show, kind of going crazy because he's just like been watching this thing for three days straight, uh, and everyone's having fun outside. What? I tried to do that with Harry Potter. Okay. We fell asleep in like the fourth one or something. Do not ever fourth try to yeah. marathon all the Harry Potters in a row. We tried to it's marathon like- it a day before Christmas too. Or like two days. <laughs> we were trying to watch them all by Christmas. <laughs> and like we came up with the idea late. So we were just like, well, I guess we got to power it. through we all we these. Get on now. <laughs> you got to do the thing for like podcasts that you like, but aren't, don't super like. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously not this one, but yeah. you got to listen to it at 1.25 speed. Oh, so it's just so like yeah, you can fly in- intelligible, it. but <laughs> fast. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, uh, so look forward to 24 hours of 24 at some point. 24 on future. 24. <laughs> Another guest star shout out. Stephen Vincent Lee as Lieutenant Reese, the dude that Eddington's like, hey, um, I got to go, but you're in charge. And he's like, I don't know if I should be in charge. Buddy, if you don't want to do it, it's fine. I'll just find some other fucker. But just find someone else. You can do it. Uh, the reason I felt like I want to talk about Reese is this dude has his IMDb says he has forty three years of yoga and martial arts experience. He's like, I do yoga, I do martial arts. <laughs> and I got forty three years in both. That's it. That's it. He's, That's all. He's trained in various forms of kung fu. Tai Chi, Wing Chun, which I thought that was a type of Kung Fu. Anyways, kickboxing <laughs> under the legendary Tom Herring and Jeet Kune Do under Dan Inosanto and other styles. And other styles, guys. He knows other styles in addition <laughs> to that list. And who does he play on Deep Space Nine? Just Some dude. A, a guy. Guys, do you think there was a deleted, <laughs> a deleted uh, Reese scene where he just like goes ham on Nuts. like... Uh, like a big group of people and that's why he oh, took yeah. this and then the episode yeah, came yeah. out and he's got his like family and watch party and everything and he like watches it and he's like they're like I thought you what did a thing? whole yeah I did I don't yeah, I did. They cut out my they scene. told me it definitely wasn't gonna get cut I, like I he like told me it definitely flips. wasn't gonna get cut <laughs> he's like it's like, like a hollow sweep program and it's like training <laughs> Eddington's like evaluating candidates right and he's like 
this is Lieutenant Reese. I think he's a good candidate. And he's like fucking like killing Klingons, like hand to hand, like doing fucking awesome, like Wing Chun, like a fusion of styles. He's just like drenched in sweat. You can tell it was a 16 hour day. It was a 16 hour day of Steve, Stephen Vincent Lee, just killing dudes. And they're like, we can't fit it in. We have to have that scene where Jake is making the rock to Gino and talking to that stupid. Oh my God. And Stephen's like, it didn't, it didn't, they told me it wasn't going to cut. And it's like, Stephen, you, what you just told me seems like that is the first scene that they are going to cut. Like, why would you think that that's <laughs> not no going to get cut? Like, if there's, <laughs> if they need to cut it for time anywhere, they're going to cut that scene. They're going to cut that scene where this character we've never seen before <laughs> is fighting for a bunch of dudes. five minutes is just fighting a bunch of dudes. Guys, it's I did nuts three that they even filmed it in a row. <laughs> Three backflips in a row. Now he's got like mad beef with with Jake's character. Where he's yeah, like, they left that stupid fucking rack to Gino bread bullshit scene in there. And oh, it tastes like peppermint? Ooh. I'll show you peppermint. I can do backflips and snap necks. I got 43 years of yoga and martial arts. <laughs> yeah, but did you see the way Jake Sisko dipped that thing in the coffee? Yeah. He dunked God, it, man. He okay, good. I gotta say... The way that Jake Sisko comes in to the apartment all the time <laughs> is so fucking weird. If I was if I was Captain Sisko and he walked in and did the shit that he was doing, I'd be like, "Would you shut the fuck up? What are you doing? Get a, get you go to your room." Honestly, <laughs> if I was if I was Sisko at this point in Jake's uh, uh, maturity, I'm like, I'd be like, "All right, we're moving, Jake." You have your own entrance into your own room. You are old Stop enough. Coming. Do not come in here unless you need to. <laughs> they designed the, the floor plans aren't great, but there's no reason to do right. this. I I just imagine he's taking he, Jake is taking this way too far. Like whenever, right. whenever Captain Cisco and and what's her Cassidy. name Cassidy, Cassidy even like touch, he's like he pops up and is like, "Oh, you guys are getting spicy, huh?" Ooh. Jesus Christ, Jake! Just go with Nog and blow some shit up. Jake, this is your dad. (laughs) This is your dad. I'm your father. You're being. This is weird. This This is is weird. Strange. (laughs) I do like their relationship though, because at a certain point when he becomes older, they just totally become bros. And like when they're sitting down at the table, and he's like. So what's up with Cassie? What's going on? He's like, I don't know. Things are weird. And he's well, like, you oh, that's talk. so weird. Yeah, if you want to talk, you know, I'm here, bro. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is a nice little. <laughs> they, they perfectly, they, they they stick the landing of like going from mentor to peer. Yeah. But still like have mentor shades. Yeah. Absolutely. Dad goals. Did, for I'm, sure. I, another Jake Sisko scene in the beginning of this, the, this episode when he fucking comes out and he's like, guys, do you know what this tiger smells like? And it's like, Jake, <laughs> Dude, you don't have to be out here right now, first can, of all. But second of all, I love that Cisco's just like, make it up. Make You're it up. a writer. You're a writer. <laughs> Isn't that what writers do? My son decided to be a writer. He doesn't know how to fucking write. <laughs> no, I need it to be very authentic. How many people that read this fucking thing? Are gonna know we what don't it smells know. like. Nobody <laughs> knows. I don't even He's know like, what that look, is. Jake, look, Jake, I'm trying to interrogate my girlfriend here. Okay? <laughs> I'm trying to investigate her. Yeah, he like I have he, to ask questions that are reasonable, but also could point to her being a maquis. And it's very like, tricky. 
he pulls Jake aside and is like, Jake, can I see you in the other room, please? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm trying to interrogate her right now. So if you would please stop with your stupid fucking bullshit. You know what? Tone though? it down with the tiger questions. You know yeah. what though? <laughs> what if what if Cisco had talked to Jake before and been like, Jake, I need you to come in and ask a question that like I could then use to interrogate Cassidy. Because like yeah. I can't just start interrogating her, but if you come in and ask a question about this tiger and Let's Jake's like tiger. Jake's like, but I'm a writer, I just make that up. And Cisco's like, no, 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 <laughs> but it's gotta be authentic. Like <laughs> It's got to be authentic. And then Jake's That's Jake what you'll like, say. Whatever. So Jake walks in and then <laughs> asks that question it's and the then Cisco part. turns it around. He's like, you're a writer. Make it up. And then Jake's <laughs> and like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> stole my line. Jeez. I like to think that he like went to Jake and was like, hey, you know those stupid fucking questions that I told you never to, <laughs> never to ask me ever again? Yeah. Yes, I've buried them very deeply. Okay, I'm going to need you to ask me one of these weird ass questions. Those out. Yeah. <laughs> what? Why? Just don't ask questions. That's a stupid okay. question I need you to that's, not that's, ask. Is ask why that I need question. You. That one's bad. That's a bad one. <laughs> the more specific and stupid it is, the better. The better. So just give me one of the weird ones, okay? Because we got we to gotta get through this guest star shout out list. <laughs> Tracy Middendorf plays Zial. She's the second actor to play Zial. Really? Of three, uh, and Zial is Gul Dukat's daughter, and also she was in Twenty Four, I think, in season two. So really, two Twenty Four, whoa, two Twenty Four connections in this episode. I yeah. didn't know that there are three different ple- people played Zial. Yeah, that's weird. you can tell from the first yeah. to the second, yeah. and then the third actor is more like the first actor who plays Zial. Oh, um, okay, yeah, gotcha. And then uh, of course Andrew Robinson is technically a guest star. He's Garrick. Who wonderful. Robin Williams? They sound a lot alike. <laughs> um, do we, do we have any good Reddit holodeck Reddit action? Um, pretty pretty active week uh, on Reddit for 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 stuff. Um, what is it with holodecks? I just read this. One. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with holodecks? Uh, yeah, and everybody on this thread is shitting on a holodeck. Um, but the, I think the top post is holics work fine if people follow the operating instructions, which is true. Everybody is always trying to break it, trying to get it to make a hot a hot dog. <laughs> it's so big, <laughs> nobody can eat nobody it. <laughs> but there's here's an interesting bit of trivia. I won't. We won't go through the people hating the holodeck. It's a lot of the posts, the comments yeah. on this. But here's one from Walter MVP. On the Blu-ray features for season three, they tell a story. One of the writers they had just hired for that season immediately said, can't we get rid of that damn holodeck? And everyone in the writer's room got real quiet because it was Gene Roddenberry's (laughs) idea and he really wanted it in the show. (laughs) God bless Gene Roddenberry. God bless him because without him, we wouldn't have a fucking show. I mean, we wouldn't here's, have Star Trek, but also we would definitely not have Holiday. Yeah. Here's a here's a Reddit comment from six days ago, which I kind of actually love. Um, getting wet in the holodeck, rewatching season, rewatching TNG season one episode one. This mm. is from Being Ooh. Tortoise on uh, on Reddit. 
I've watched TNG so many times and I always find it hilarious how you can get wet on the holodeck and walk out of the doors still soaked like the first episode in TNG where Wesley falls into the water. I think his clothes should have dried instantly upon leaving, but instead he's embarrassingly wet and dripping when confronted by the captain in the corridor. I just imagine <laughs> being Tortoise giggling to himself, him or her, themselves, whenever this happens. He's like, <laughs> he's soaked. He comes out he's and he's so, so wet. soaked. He's, he's so, so wet. wet. The captain sees him. And then the first, the first comment that I see on this is, how does a swimming pool on the holodeck work? Question mark. My guess is that A, the excess water is recycled and B, the water on people isn't for safety reasons. What? 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 They don't recycle the water on the people? For safety they? reasons? I, I don't understand. I'm sorry. That. But this is the 24th century. They are able to completely recycle water without there being any yeah. diseases in that water. Yeah. When they transport people, they go ahead and they transport like bacteria and microbes off of them. They're like, uh, just transport the person just and transport out. This, like that's, that is like a therapy for people. It's like, uh, I got real bad strep throat. It's like, cool, we'll just beam you in and out. You'll <laughs> right. be good. Right. You'll be all set. No problem. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Uh, no problem. Yeah. A lot of holodeck action, though. Hol- how does holodecks work? Again, guys, if you just listen to this podcast. You would, you would know. You, you know all know. this stuff. Yeah. Uh, Voyager, is Tom Paris's car real? That's an interesting question. A lot of interesting stuff on Reddit, <laughs> but I, we don't have the time to go through all of it. No, Tom Paris's car is not real. It's not a real car. <laughs> it's not a could real you car. Imagine, could you imagine Janeway pulling Tom Paris into her office being like, Paris, get in here. Sit down. You have one whole cargo bay full of <laughs> classic... <laughs> cars from earth we are in the delta quadrant (laughs) we are seven years away from earth we need that cargo bay to store food what are you doing (laughs) i want to be like this great 20th century icon jay leno have you heard of him (laughs) oh oh. tom paris is just obsessed with 20th century is that why you had the doctor give you a giant chin she's obsessed (laughs) with jay leno Alana loves it. Oh my God. (laughs) He's got the giant chin. (laughs) I just love that in Star Trek, this idea that we have, we have now decided as canon is that it's pretty easy to get your hands on a cargo bay. Right. (laughs) Just like, yeah, I just kind of signed the form and like I got the cargo. As long as you don't do any weird shit. I just moved all the stuff that was in that cargo bay into the other cargo bay because there's enough room. Yeah, for them to fit it all in that cargo They don't bay. stack things vertically enough. <laughs> you gotta use, there's all this vertical all space this vertical. that we're and not the, aisles, <laughs> the aisles are huge. They're very They're wide. Huge. <laughs> They're very wide. You can double the amount of rows. I keep in telling there. I keep telling Jordy that yeah, I can fit four forklifts in that aisle. I don't I really don't understand why you have that big of an aisle. <laughs> I have one last Reddit comment. Um, yeah, let's do it. And this is on like the weekly what would you use the holodeck for if you could do it. Mm-hmm. And this comment just grinds my gears. Oh, God. I'm sure I'm probably the only person to say this, but no, I wouldn't use the holodeck. I'm in space. I could live to be 500 years and I'd never get tired of being in space. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. Like on day two. Space three. madness is a thing. Space madness yeah. is an actual thing. Yeah. Nah. They test people who are going to space to see if they'll get space madness. It's really? a thing. There's a space madness test? 
Well, they test psychological profiles. Like, yeah, yeah how's this person going to do when they really think about how they're in space? I just want to know, right. is it called space madness? I don't, I don't know. But this person, what was this Reddit right. name? I, I'm sorry. Commodore Stone. Commodore Stor- Stone, you may think that you mentally are so sound <laughs> that you would be able to live 500 years in space and, and not go crazy. We all like to think that. But our brain is so fucking fragile that, like, you would need the holodeck. Trust me, you would absolutely need it. (laughs) Guys, we just basically had that for this last year with the pandemic. And we all relied on our version of, like, we all consumed so much media in this last year (laughs) just to survive. (laughs) Yeah, just to fucking, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, a little, so that concludes our Reddit segment. Thank you all con- uh, participants. Uh, <laughs> really appreciate it. I wanted to share a little bit of trivia as we talk about this. We've been talking about this episode. Uh, I love this kind of thing. There were internet rumors at the time, which this is 1996. Okay? But yeah. already Fucking nerds were doing internet rumors. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the decision to have Eddington join the Maquis was prompted by internet rumors that Eddington was a changeling infiltrator. Whoa. When the writers heard of these rumors, they decided to never to make Eddington a changeling, but instead to a- do something with him, which no one would expect. That's such a fuck Bro. you to the fan base. And I it love kind of, that shit. I kind of honestly respect it. It's like, but oh, like everyone at the but- time. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm just saying at the time, message boards are like, <laughs> that's like not in the general consciousness of no. people, like general people watching the show, right? This is maybe like, 500 trek fans or something yeah. right the biggest fans yeah <laughs> yeah honestly though i i fucking respect that move because uh nowadays if something like that happened i i feel like i could be wrong but i feel like discovery would be like yeah let's do it the fans That's want that idea the fans, the fans love that want let's it. just do it and it's, it's like the fans, these want. guys were like no you this is our want. show and we're gonna make him do something else because we want to yeah. tell the story the way we want to tell it and if you like that story, great. If you don't, whatever. Like, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. Trek fans. You're are a bunch the, of Trek fans on the internet. Oh, the Trek fans are the OG posters and the OG like fandom. Oh yeah. The more I think about it, they, oh, they I mean, really they absolutely invented invented conventions, conventions, right. and <laughs> they invented message boards too. They invented <laughs> they everything, man. Invented message boards. <laughs> they invented having like they invented gatekeeping. They, they invented, invented all the bad things too <laughs> of fandom. <laughs> Yeah. Shipping. So much Guys, shipping. So much I recently, shipping. The, speaking of, of gatekeeping, but anti-gatekeeping in this sense, I recently came Gate across opening? this. Yeah. I recently came across this guy's TikTok and he's like the sweetest looking guy, but he created a TikTok very specifically to teach people about Star Trek. And it's just mm. him standing in front of the camera being like today i'm going to show you the uh enterprise d and i'm going to talk about the enterprise d the enterprise d was captained by jean-luc picard and he just like is holding an enterprise d like model ted talk and like just talking straight to the camera and he's slightly nervous and like i followed him because i was just like dude you be you like this is awesome like the fact that you want to like he's like when you think of a Trek nerd, that's this is the guy. But I'm like, you want more people to love Star Trek. I love it. 
I love it. Like, what, what is this TikTok? Do you know it by chance? By I can look it up right now. Because <laughs> we, we've talked so much about it, I feel like we got to give this person. I'll give him. I'll give him a shout out because some I, action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I love that stuff. And TikTok is a here it is. It's at is it? Star Trek guy. At Star Trek guy. Wow. He got Star Trek guy. At Star Good Trek. Good for guy. him. He got Star, Star Trek, Trek guy. guy. He got at Star Trek guy. Good and for him. his recent one, 20, 21 hours ago, is a is him filming an episode of DS9 where Cisco punches Q. Oh yeah, the like that's episode six or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> where where Q is like, Picard would never hit me. Cisco's like, I'm a fucking Picard dog. I'm big dog Cisco. I'm big dog Cisco. But at at Star Trek guy on TikTok, if you're listening to this, keep at keep at it. I love it. Like, please, please yeah. do yeah. doing the Lord's work. Um, let's. I I think we should touch a little bit. We've talked a lot about Eddington and this thing with Cisco. We should talk about the C plot of this episode, which is Garrick and Zial's thing. Uh, Garrick is interested in Zial, but I can't tell if he's interested in her from a, like, God, finally another fucking Cardassian in the station. <clears throat> or is it, is he really, like, interested in her as an object of romance? What do you, what vibe do you guys get from this episode? I think it's both. I think mm-hmm. uh, with Garrick, he can never turn his brain off from being uh, a spy, basically. Obsidian order, yeah. Right, yeah. so it's like, man, I kind of like this person, but are they going to stab me in the back? Like, yeah. is this going to be a, a something that, so he's like constantly struggling with that in his brain. And I think uh, Andrew Robinson does a good job acting it because you see like the awkwardness of when she comes in to ask him out on the date where he's like, I really want to do this, but also she could kill me. She like, could murder me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's part of the appeal to it too. Cause Cardassians are so into subterfuge and lies upon lies as he says especially the lies are are true like he's just like yeah it's super like this is this is what flirting is like for Cardassians like oh yeah (laughs) I'm pretty sure she's got she gave me a gift of like this delicious whiskey and (laughs) pretty sure it's poisoned things are wrong (laughs) she's gonna kill me she's gonna kill me man it's like wow nice are you gonna hang out oh yeah we're going we're doing a cliffside hollow sweep program uh, and the safeties are definitely gonna be off and I am Definitely bringing my phaser. Yeah. <laughs> I got like romantic vibes at first. And then as things went on, I was like, I'm kind of getting like a, just a nice, like uh, uncle vibe. Like he could just be like cool uncle. And I think part of that must be, I'm going to speculate here that Andrew Robinson was like, look, I'm like 40. This is weird. <laughs> this, this character is. She's like 19 like or something, 19 right? 19 maybe. Yeah. It's just too weird if I'm into her. I'm going to play this a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> because at the beginning when they're at the fucking whatever the fuck game that is that they're playing, uh, he's the, acting the like, ball. is that the racket? With position? a giant tennis ball. With a, gi- With a giant <laughs> tennis ball and the paddles are on your hand. Tennis ball? Was, was it a, a big tennis dog ball. tennis ball or whatever? It was a giant tennis ball. I don't know if anyone noticed, but that was a giant <laughs> tennis ball. It's a giant tennis ball <laughs> and the rackets are on your hand. <laughs> 
Kira's I, playing, right? Yeah, yeah Kira's, Kira's playing. destroying. And they went to like a joke shop and bought a giant tennis ball. And they're wearing like <laughs> ha, uh, like, ba- like catcher's masks. Yeah. I, this is a tangent. This was not the point that I was going to make, but I love <laughs> Star Trek sports. They are they're the great. dumbest, weirdest fucking things that do not look like they should be sports <laughs> at all. Well, this is, yeah. This is they look exhausting, but for the wrong reasons. Yes. Like with yes. Ambo Jitsu, it's like, God, that, like, I would just be sweating so much and so frustrated. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, at the sporting event, he's acting like a, like a middle schooler. Yeah, he, he's like she's looking at me. Hey, hey look, like, should, should I talk to her? Be fucking cool, guy. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> Just, though, but Bashir is also being a fucking middle schooler because Bashir is like watching this game, but he's not watching it because he loves the game. He's watching the game because he's like, I could have done that. Oh, that was <laughs> a great move. That was a great move. I wish yeah. I was down there doing that. Why am I, I not playing? There. Why am I not involved I in this play. game? Yeah. <laughs> it's not about you, Bashir. It's like, it is. Everything's about me. Everything's about I'm me. Genetically I'm genetically modified. modified. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I don't think he's out as genetically modified I don't think so at this either. point. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. We've talked so much. Should we, we, we gotta, should hop yeah. into the hall. Yeah, let yeah, pop, pop into the archive. Yeah. yeah. Accessing Starfleet Archives Deep Space Nine. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Pert. Pert. Uh, Pert. What? Pert. What? Pert. What? What's all the noise going on in here? The te- Why is this so loud? Can we step out- machines. Can we step We're outside? The t-shirts. Can we step huh? outside? Step outside. Step Wait, outside. Te- you step, step outside. outside? Okay, yeah. hold on one sec. Yeah, one sec. Hey guys, keep working. I'll be right back. Uh, you can't take a bathroom break. It's not allowed. No bathroom breaks, okay? I'll be I'll be right back. What's up? What's going on? Oh, what is going on? It's so warm. I feel out. like it's like I, on Vulcan. I feel like I almost killed my ears going in there. Like I, I it's so yeah. hard to hear. It's pretty cool, huh? What what is going on, Pert? How did you for one thing, this is Cargo Bay 17. Yeah. This is the one that the, the guy died in it. Well, yeah, yeah this is the sweatshop now. This is the sweatshop. The sweatshop? We're making t-shirts. Yeah, we're making thousands of t-shirts in there. And it is it's hot like, as balls. Like from the 20th and 21st yeah, century If my history like, is right, like yeah. that's like mm-hmm. before they had replicators. Like I think sweatshop, from what I remember, isn't like a very like fond after term either. Well, yeah, that yeah, was like centuries ago the, it, what what we're doing here is we're creating a uh, authentic 20th century brand and you can't have the authenticity without the uh without you know exploiting the labor of people and not are that. you exploiting labor in there yeah of course it's a sweatshop yeah of course are they allowed to go home <laughs> well they stay they sleep here they have uh company uh rooms Pert, I feel in like you're breaking bay? so many yeah. Federation laws right now. Oh, there's so many codes and vi- so and many. How has O'Brien not figured this out? Isn't the power drain like crazy? No, that's the thing. Is that if I were to do this with like f- more future technology, here's here's what happened. I was able to get my hands on that industrial replicator. That the mm, uh, one of the twelve that what's his name? Yeah, there's Eddington. Stole? Eddington stole? He's only got eleven because I took one. And I replicated all these textile machines 
and they pull so much less power. So when O'Brien looks at the the reports, he's just seeing like my personal relaxation light, basically. Oh. But I can get about a hundred of those things pumping in there. Why don't you just wait till like a ship docks and then replicate like a thousand t-shirts? And then yeah. it'll be hidden by the ship docking and spiking. Yeah. Because it's the authenticity. I don't think you guys are understanding this. These are handmade shirts in a real-life sweatshop. I, I do kind of get the appeal of that, actually. I do, too. I just feel like by even being here and uh, associating with you, we could go to a penal colony for the rest of our lives. I wouldn't worry about that at all, Tom. I mean, right now, Odo has his hands full and as you know Starfleet security has been crippled right, because right. of Eddington leaving. I'm so pissed that Eddington decided that he was just gonna be Maquis all of a sudden out of nowhere like just like that last minute change that he decided to be Maquis and take the replicators I don't think I mean, it I, was a I think like he planned probably been going on for a while yeah, yeah he was undercover uh, really Cause like I feel that like kind of thing, Tom. I've been it, sucking it up to, to the be. guy for a while. Cause like he was on a he was on a career path, like a trajectory, like straight up, mm-hmm. like rocket ship status. Yeah. And so I feel like you wouldn't do that if you had this whole thing planned. Like I feel like it must have been a last minute change. That's not really how these things usually work. He he Are was you? in deep cover. Yeah, it's deep. I mean, I fucking babysitted his dog. So I could get some some kudo points. The dog that requires three shots of insulin per day. Yeah, it's the most annoying dog. It's not because He's of, been honestly, it's not the shots that's annoying. Asking for the annoying. dog back. I mean, I I would imagine he'd be asking for the dog back. Did he well, Did he leave the dog with you? Yes, and then he left for the maquis. So now I just have this dog. And honestly, I mean, the he, shots aren't the annoying part. The annoying part is the fact that he sits there and bites on your pant leg. While you're trying to get some work done, and he ruins All those the replicated pants. pants, they don't hold up. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. We're making we're making some quality pants in there. Some real good stuff. Um, Pert, which industrial replicate replicator, by the way, did you um keep? Because I'm just curious about that. What? I'm just curious which industrial replicator, like what the serial number was. I don't. I'm just for my records. I just want to keep it for my records. What? Why are you so? Are you just telling me that because he was like the best Starfleet officer that we had on Deep Space Nine that that was deep cover? Because if that's the case, if that's the case, then Lopec is probably deep cover (laughs) monkey. Yeah, <laughs> as it as if I were Maki. Lopez, that, that was the weirdest lying, response right? I've ever. That was the weirdest response I've ever seen to something. I was making a mere joke. Yeah, that was a joke. And now yes. you're sweating bullets. Well, I I was laughing at your mere joke, Tom. It is so funny to think that I could be in the Maki. Uh, I mean, how would I have joined the Maki? What what in what situation? Perhaps on some sort of away mission to the Gamma Quadrant with Eddington, and what? What does he talk to you a lot about? What? How cool the Maquis are because they're doing something that matters, and maybe for a second in a okay. moment of weakness, you sign a document, and all of a sudden you have to recruit 
three or more members to keep your status aligned. And he says, oh, but you're getting in at a high level. Yeah, so that, you're good. But, but that's exactly but how you You can't really <laughs> recruit anybody under you because you're working on a Starfleet space station. So it's really, really, really hard to do. So instead, you just end up having to do all these favors for him so that he can sneak off and steal industrial replicators from the Federation. And you're just stuck holding the bag, hoping at some point that you will be saved from the situation is that what you think happened because that's that would be ridiculous Kurt, Look, that, i can't believe you're keeping these people fucking in here all night all day wait what are you talking lopec is drenched in sweat he's clearly a maquis why well, are you we because of your sweatshop did, we're right next to your yeah, sweat did you just hear his whole story and how fantastical that's he's basically saying that the maquis is what used to be known as a pyramid scheme and i just can't believe that what are you? He's lying. Look at him. Per, do would you? Is it okay if I talk to some of your workers about an opportunity of a lifetime? No, you you cannot <laughs> recruit my workers into the Maquis. That's not no, absolutely not. No, what, they don't have to work that job for the rest of their lives if they just become. Also, the Maquis is not a own... union. You can't sell the Maquis as a union. They are a terrorist organization. Uh, well, see, that's the thing. One man's terrorist organization. Again, this is not something that I'm personally Tom, invested he's in. He's clearly lying. Look at him. Uh, okay. Well, I have to go back uh, and um, just send this report to Sorry, the Badlands. Guys, I was just checking up on the dog. It needs another shot. Yeah. 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 Uh, and Pert, I won't tell O'Brien. Don't worry. Just like, can you let them at least sleep? Can no, they, they can sleep? sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're fine. I gotta go guy, give him a bath. That guy's break. sleeping right there. Give him, yeah. Like, yeah, he's in fine. There. I gotta go check their, uh, I gotta collect their pee bottles. They're not allowed to go to the bathroom, so we've supplied them with water bottles to urinate in. You better, better uh, get back in there. Make sure they're not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. We've also, uh, never mind. I'm not gonna get into it because, uh, you know. Yeah. Never hey, Lil Peck? Or, yeah. Uh, do you have like a piece of paper I sign or whatever? Because like I feel like I would be able to recruit a lot of people. You think you could do it? Yeah, yeah I just absolutely. yeah. Now you just put your thumb right here okay. on the data pad. Thanks. Great. Yeah. Now you're gonna be great. Let me know if you have any questions. We'll, I'm we'll technically do. your handler now. Okay. So. Okay. The idea of like everybody on Deep Space Nine ends up being a Maquis member, just, but only for like they just got a hoodwink to do a pyramid, it's a pyramid scheme. scheme. <laughs> I got like fifteen Bajorans in. Uh, they're really easy C- to convince. Cisco they gets like a, a data pad and is like, "Wait, he's a Maquis. Wait, oh, everyone on the ship is a Maquis. What is going on?" And then he looks down and it's like Benjamin Cisco. He's like, "Wait, hold on." When did I become did I? Maquis? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you signed a data. Pa- I handed it to you. You kind of signed oh, it. Oh come quickly. on! I always sign data pads. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I needed to get my recruitment numbers. <laughs> All right, we should probably just rate this. There's Let's so much to talk it. about in this episode, but we we've bitted it to death at this point. <laughs> yeah, we've had our fun. Uh, okay, so the the holodeck scene setting the stage is the holosuite scene. Garrick does end up meeting Zial in the Hollow Suite. Mm-hmm. 
And it's uh, their classic cavern set that they use, but they put uh, an extremely vaginal warm war- rock <laughs> in the middle. Guys, they, they, re- if they really lean into this Cardassians are lizards thing. Oh, yeah. They just really lean <laughs> into it. They're just bathing on a They're rock. They're like, sunbathing ooh. on a rock. <laughs> They're basking. Do you remember the, the yeah. on Lower Decks, the, the species? Oh, yeah. They're like, what do you guys like to do? Bass. 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 <laughs> <laughs> they really lean into they this. Really, yeah. Yeah, she's like, do you want to come lay down with me? And he's like, enjoy I the mean, heat. Yeah, I do. But God, I'm scared you're going to murder more. me. Yeah. <laughs> I would love nothing more than to lay on that hot rock. That hot rock. I, that hot rock is so inviting to me right now. I'm having to hold myself back from laying on that hot <laughs> just rock. Run. I gotta, Let's just yeah. get something out of the way. Am I going to kill you or are you going to kill me? Are we both going to kill each other? What's the deal here? <laughs> Can I sit on the hot rock without feeling like I'm going to die? <laughs> and she's like, look, to be honest, I had the same thought. I think it would just be easier for both of us. To just not kill each other, and maybe we just enjoy this hot rock. We both can't go back to Cardassia, so let's just enjoy this. I I love the idea of like O'Brien or somebody like accidentally walking into this program and just yeah. like seeing the rock and being like, it's "Dope!" tries to sit down on it, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <fuck."> <laughs> he's walking walks- around with chapped oh, ass, like a chapped ass what for like now? a week. <laughs> O'Brien walks into Bashir, into the med bay, and Bashir's like, you sit on the hot rock? You sit on the hot, yeah, rock. hot rock? And Brian's like, yeah, what What the fuck was that? And Bashir turns around, he's wearing like assless chaps. He's like, yeah, same thing yeah, happened to me. Same. You gotta air these babies out. I got your Albert to get you some assless chaps. This is like the, the equivalent of like when you go to a Thai restaurant, they're like, how spicy do you want it? It's like, do I want it Cardassian hot or do I want it human like, hot? Yeah. Like I want, I like the program. It's right. a good program. <laughs> I think I need it human hot. They're like, oh, you want it mild? It's like, we'll just do no, no heat. Cardassian mild or like human I can mild? Do, like, I could do, I could do medium. They're like, it's like yeah. a human, human walks in with the Card- with a Cardassian. It's like, so how hot you want it? You're like, you know what? Just make do it like the family. Would. Make it yeah. like the family would. Yeah. <laughs> All you right. sure about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sits down and you literally hear it go. <laughs> hey, I think you're, it smells like meat. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. It smells like a barbecue. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm just going to do a like... site to site transport to Med Bay real quick. <laughs> I forgot something in there. <laughs> that's I'll be totally, right back. That's 100% Bashir with Garrick in this in this Hollow yeah. Suite program. Bashir's yeah. like, make it like the family. <laughs> and and he, like, when okay. he's like, I'm just going to go to, I love something in Med Bay. And when he gets there, he's like, oh, fuck. fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's just like, he grabbed like a bunch of fucking um, uh, hypersprays and he's just like hyperspraying the fuck out of his chest. (laughs) Somebody walks in and is like, are you okay? No, no, my body, my my skin is burnt. (laughs) I got to get back though, because if I'm back any longer, Garrick's going to give me total shit. He's going to give me so much shit. He's like, he's enterprising him some gel, some aloe vera on his body. He comes back just all oiled up, and Garrick's like, What are you doing? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, guys, let's, hey, let's, let's just start rating. Rate yeah, yeah, let's start rating. We had a really great bit there, and that's okay. Uh, dialogue. I like it. It's pretty yeah, good. It, it's fine. Like, it's, I like it's, her speech. Here. Her speech yeah. is pretty good. Just being like, You know, I wanted to kill you. You wanted to kill me, but we're like, 
the only ones here and we can't go back. So let's just enjoy it. I mean, is it a Michael Eddington level speech? No. no. Nothing is. He's but the greatest actor. Good. <laughs> it's good. I was going to give it a 3.5 for dialogue. 3.5. Ooh. Dylan? I was going to go with the two five it was good i don't know there's nothing incredible i give it a two i think there's some funny good moments the character's like i'll just put the phaser array i like that <laughs> yeah it was a good bit uh romance guys there's tension here i i know you guys think that it's more of like a an uncle thing but like i don't know i thought this this whole speech of being of like yeah Hey, we're, we're the only Cardassians here. Let's just enjoy each other's company. Like that yeah. was pretty romantic yeah. to me. And the way that they look at each other and yeah, the fact that the Ford. rock is just so fucking vaginal. You got to look at that <laughs> rock. It's so weirdly vaginal. <laughs> Vulver. Vulver. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna give it a four. Yeah, four for me. Yeah, it's pretty spicy. Go with a four. Action. Zero. 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 Suspense. A little bit of suspense. Is she gonna? I mean, I know I, she's I feel not no gonna danger kill him. from her. Yeah, they set it up. They set it up with uh, with Quark being like, or is it the other way around? But he's Did just they set you up. He's I overthinking. Know, I know he's overthinking, but it kind of gives you the question of like, oh, maybe maybe he could die. I love that scene, by the way, where Garrick is tailoring Quark's costume. Yeah. And it's like finally an explanation for why Quark's costumes are insane. <laughs> oh, he goes oh. to Garrick as this tailor. <laughs> yeah. I love the patterns on his fucking costumes. Oh, they're great. They are nuts. It's so 90s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll give it a two for suspense. Yeah, two sounds gonna, good to me. I'm going to well. give it a one. Okay. Camp. Look, they're lizards. They're very <laughs> lizardy. They're so lizardy. And they're Garrick's lizardy lizards. delivery of like, I'll put this down. I'll put I'm this over put this here. Down. I'm just gonna put it right here. <laughs> the steam. This is the Cardassian version of the relaxation with like the mesh <gasps> curtains and stuff. Yeah, this is, like, this, this is a sauna. This is a sauna. Yeah, I'll give it a three. I was yeah, same. I was gonna give it a three. Yeah, three point five. and then the stakes. Zero. Yeah, zero. Zero. There's nothing really, yeah. Yeah, I don't... I mean, if if Garrick dies, I would be very sad. But I don't think right, anybody but, thinks it's going to happen. It's a zero on stakes for me. Yeah. A computer. Final score. Calculating. 1.99. Almost a perfect two. Guys, you know where that takes us? God, where? the draft system, when it's on... <laughs> It's is on. This, this is murder in the hot all sweet. This is right above Blood Oath, uh, which is the one. It's another Deep Space Nine episode. It's one where the Klingons are training in the rock mm-hmm. cavern. Right, thing. right. right. Uh, and also Meridian is tied with Blood Oath. So Meridian wow. is that other episode that was directed by um, uh, James Conway. Excuse Who me, written that? by excuse yeah. me, written by uh, Mark Garrett O'Connell. Which also had to do with a relaxation suite on a hollow suite. Damn. And it's below chain of command where they're doing the operations in the caverns. <laughs> what the fuck? Man, Drask is really showing its Drask. ass right now. Drask yeah, well, yeah. only tuning. made one mistake so far. It's yeah. only aired once, yeah. Uh, so, great. So, that puts it at number 40 on our nice. list. Yeah. Damn, we watched a fuck ton of episodes. Guys, we've watched we so watched many episodes. episodes. There's so many more. <laughs> There's, There's so many. 
speaking of what of more next what are we week. Watching? Yeah, we're going to watch Star Trek Voyager's Worst Case Scenario, Season 3, Episode 25. There's a thematic link here because it has to do with the Maquis on Voyager Ooh. and okay. betrayal. Nice. I like nice. it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Cool. Well, that was, uh, what episode are we on now? That was episode Season 3. Season, that was three, season episode 3, Episode 2 of Trek to the Holodeck. And, uh... You should follow. I'm so tired still. You want to give this another shot, buddy? Get no. this man some Rackagino. <laughs> no. Get the little peppermint square no. and put that it in there. That was season three, episode two of Trek to the Holodeck. So if you liked it, I don't know, give us a follow on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, don't Spotify. If you liked it, whatever don't you listen, listen don't to. Follow. Don't do any of that. Just, just hit don't that follow it. button and we'll, we'll, we'll be in your inbox on your favorite podcasting <laughs> site. Yeah. You can also check out our Discord and our Instagram and mm-hmm. the Source Discord, which is the, the network that we're a part of. That's oh, very you mean cool. this Indiesaurus? You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. Ooh. Whoa. Spicy. That's the one. That's yeah. the one. Guys, you remember uh, when we did an acapella version of it last week? <laughs> it was pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. The live version. The acoustic version. Acapella version. The acoustic version. Uh, the computer voice was provided by Verona Blue. Thank you, Verona. Intro and outro music was provided by the artist Bodyline, used with permission from the Midwest Collective. It's available on Bandcamp, and you can probably get a tape of it still. Just won't <gasps> get the cool uh, Star Trek stuff that's going on in it, because yeah. Jan added that to it. Guys. Personal flavor. I realized something on my way to what? work. What? Because now I'm going back into work. Every single day on my route to work, I pass the Viacom CBS building in Hollywood. <laughs> and I didn't oh, I notice do this. You do, do also. <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice this until like a couple days ago. So every time that I ride by on my scooter, I flip the bird to the Viacom yeah. CBS <laughs> building. Yeah. To tell them to just fuck off. We're a fan Guys, podcast. You know what we should do? <laughs> we should do is once once we can like gather together, we should get a picture of all three of us standing in front of the Viacom CBS building, flipping the bird. That'd be pretty dope. Um, and then like, is this the? Are you really talking about the f- nice picture of it and use it as like our like headshots? <laughs> is this the building that's like way out west, or are you talking about the Paramount lot? No, 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 not the Paramount lot. This is okay, like you know, right off Hollywood and um, you know where Sweet Green is on ho- on Sunset Boulevard, the where the ArcLight used Gower to be. Gower Gulch. Yeah, you know where the Palladium is. It's like, how do I not know this shit? Gower Gulch. Sunset. I don't hang on Hollywood. Okay, that so you Rite know where Aid? Netflix building okay. is on on Sunset. Oh yeah, okay, I know the Netflix. If building. you go just <laughs> west of it, there's like Gower Gulch, which is like the the strip mall that's got like the the old school like um, wagon, western, western wagon vibe. Okay, right across the street and behind the shops, there is a building, and on top of it, it's got the big sign that says Viacom on it. It's the Viacom building. The Viacom yeah. CBS building. Okay, I'll flip that off. I don't want to flip off the Paramount lot because I Paramount's don't know like for me cool. in my life. I love Paramount. Yeah, Paramount. Even though they're the same Paramount's company. Cool. Paramount. Does. <laughs> I used to live across from the Paramount lot. Okay, <laughs> so that was Tractor <laughs> Computer and program. We spent virtually every free hour in the Hollow Suite. 
for a while and I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 